Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm Carlene Savage, conflict resolution expert, founder of the Savage Theory of Resolution, and your host. And I am fielding questions on my husband's brain injury and what that has looked like for us. My little disclaimer is that keep in mind when he had his brain injury in 1994, we didn't have the resources. They didn't have the um, understanding, the grasp, the ability to help people manage. We have since then found ways to manage some of this stuff. Um, I gave uh, a name of a great uh, doctor who helped us in episode uh, five, I think it is. Um, phenomenal results that we received um, from him. And then, of course, we worked with a physical therapist that was great. His um, Because I was sharing before that my husband suffered his brain injury in 1994, but then he suffered a rollover accident in August of 2021, and that brought him home a completely different person. But because we had grown so much and advanced so far in our relationship and our ability to navigate this mess, um, we were able to get him help, be able to communicate with the doctors what needed to be done. But they also had already advanced in understanding brain injuries, so they were much more engaged and and wanting to help because they had all this new education and new advancements going on. So they've done a lot in that, uh, in the field of, of brain injuries. And so we're so grateful. The second that this last injury in 2021, um, went so differently compared to the first one. Um, okay. So let's get to the questions. Are there any long-term effects that people should be aware of? Sure. That they have a brain injury. Um, and I don't even know that you need to. As people learn to manage and navigate around brain injury, um, they will figure out their own coping skills. And as a spouse, um, I kind of have to let him let him figure out those coping skills. And then if it's things that aren't appropriate for public, meaning you can't go screaming at people just because you want to, um, then then you manage the environment. So for example, um, in a crowd, uh, my husband gets very flustered. He starts lashing out at people. So, and the first time I saw it, but didn't realize it because it was so new is that um, in 94, 95, whenever it was early days after the injury, we went to a big trade show because I wanted to have a business. And that was kind of what I needed to do in order to be around. I had so many kids um, trying to navigate that at a time that starting businesses was not so easily accessible to the know-how. Like we have Google now. You have people that have launched crazy online retail businesses. You, You didn't even have online retail back then. So we went to this big trade show. It was a gift show and then you could buy wholesale um, and it was the same places like SeaWorld, Target were there at the same place. But my husband and I went to this and we're talking, oh, I don't know, hundreds and hundreds of vendors. And they were in all these different buildings in Los Angeles. So imagine the drive, the chaos of the drive, so many people there. My husband was taxed. We didn't know it. I didn't know it. We didn't even know there were signs of that. So, you know, of course, the drive there is hostile and tense because he's driving. His driving was not great at the time, and um, he couldn't navigate it very well. So, um, so much going through his mind that I, I can't even comprehend. 
But we get into this building and now there's multiple buildings and it's a massive structure because it was in downtown at one of the large, I don't know if it was LA Convention Center, but they're, they're huge buildings. And we go in and there's hundreds in just one room, there's hundreds of vendors. And <clears throat> so I said, I'm going to go to the bathroom and, uh, you know, back then, you know, you tell your, you tell your husband, Hey, I'm going to go to the bathroom. It's no big deal. You go to the bathroom, you come out and all is well. I come out, he has left. I can't find him. I have no idea where he's gone. And then you have hundreds of people. You have thousands of people and hundreds of vendors. And I couldn't find him. And that was an eye-opener. Now, today I understand what happened. Then I didn't understand. I was wholly offended. I got mad. I thought, oh my gosh, she's just leaving me. Is this where I'm going to, you know, is my husband leaving me? Um, you know, all these crazy things went through my head because who walks off and in a crowd of people without, and we didn't have cell phones, you know, you didn't have cell phones back then. And, and what, who does this? Who does this? I mean, there were cell phones. I had one at one point, but I didn't have one at this time. And it wasn't common. Like today, that is what we talk on. But we still dealt with landlines back then. And um, so there I am, completely lost. So I have to ask a, an officer, you know, one of the security people, can you help me find my husband? Like, I didn't have a picture of him. There, it, I had no phone that took pictures. This is a new new technology. We didn't have this stuff. I didn't have a picture in my pocket. We didn't, we used to carry around pictures in our wallets. Our wallets had these little things that held pictures so that they were a little filmy plastic thing that you could stick a picture in. And that was the way we carried pictures around back then. Um, but I didn't have that because I wasn't that kind of a believer. You know, we didn't do that. So how do you find him? And so how long does recovery take? As long as it takes for you to adjust and figure out how to work with each other, him or, him or your spouse working with themselves, me working with myself, that is what recovery takes. So um, not an easy answer, but it's an adjustment that means taking ownership of what's in front of you, taking ownership of your own world and taking ownership of, of life and how you're gonna contribute or not contribute, what you can tolerate, can't tolerate, and that is the recovery, is that you have to ask yourself all those questions all over again. Yeah, that's what it takes. Long-term effects that we should be aware of. There's a lot of advancements in the medical technology saying we can, we can rebuild the neurons and all of that stuff, which uh, there's evidence that shows that that can be done, but still it's on, on a case-by-case -case basis. And, and are, you know, are you willing to do that? Are you willing to be the experiment on that? What if it doesn't work? How is that going to impact you? How disappointed are you going to be? How much anger? How much, what is it going to physically do and impact on the person who's got the brain injury? Those are all the things um, that you have to look at. So are there any long-term effects that we should be aware of? Yes, this is a life change. Be aware that this is a life change. And if you can be okay with that, it's a life change. If you lost a spouse, it's a life change. If your spouse went to war and they came back in a wheelchair. It's a life change. If your spouse started making a grip load ton of money and they became 
a crazy gambler and loved Las Vegas, it's you got to adjust. You got to figure out. It's it's that's the change. What are you going to do with it? How are you going to do? This philosophy is not held for brain injuries. So long term effects. It's 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 what happens in life. You're going to put on weight. Congratulations, Carlene. That was my coping mechanism is that I can eat fine and I'll, and I'll hold the weight. And I know that I do that. I hold. It's like, oh, I'm not going to let anybody, you know, take something else from me. Um, so long-term effects is that it's a life change as, as is everything that happens to us. And I think I have time for one more question. What can I do to help him during his recovery? Ah, you know, that's a long answer, but what can, what can you do to help someone during their recovery? Get a hold of yourself. Get a hold of yourself. Decide how you're going to cope too. Um, it's interesting because you know, the world takes care of my husband and, and there's treatments and, you know, benefits and access that my husband gets. Nobody gives a shiz about the caretaker. And that's truth. So, um, what can you do is get a handle on how you're going to self heal, self cope, self be self responsible um, own, own your own responses. Yes, it happened to him. Yes, it's altered your life. It altered my life. But what am I going to do about it? Am I going to blame him? I did. Absolutely. I lost everything. Um, am I going to blame him and hold? Yes, I did. Thank you very much. But then I woke up and that's when I woke up doing conflict resolution. That's when I realized, okay, great. Now what? And that's when I realized, um, my position is not his fault. My position is my fault, my choice, my healing, my privilege. And a lot of times we look at it as it is my burden and that's there too, but it's my privilege to choose that I'm staying or going, that I'm going to learn something or not. It's my choice to either apply what I understand or to go out. It was interesting because in my, uh, oh, I'll share it in another episode. Ah, shoot. All right. At the end of this podcast, you guys, I hope this helps. If you ever have a question, just ask.